Hey, aloha. This is Jeff Reinbold. This is the Jeff Reinbold Show. I'm joined as usual with my partner, Mike McQuaid from NFL Ireland. And we are here to, this is Michael. This is my favorite kind of podcast because this is where we take questions from our viewers, our listeners. And again, thank you so much for tuning in every week. And let's talk a little ball with questions from around the world that we've gotten from the tribe. That's right, Jeff. We're back, baby. After away on a little mini vacation. Um, we didn't do the we're off for the season. Jeff, how have we done content since February? Can, can, can I just put that out there? Because it is more of a chill podcast. How have we been doing content since February? How have we kept this up? We're, we're, we're flying. Because, because there is no off-season. Because NFL is 24-7. Football is 24-7. And if you love football, then hey, there's always something to chew up and talk about. And I thought we've gotten some great questions. We can't answer them all, but we, I think we've got some really good ones. And so let's get to it, Mike. Let's get to it, sir. Uh, folks, appreciate your comments here. We'll try and do this at least once a week. Throughout August, probably going to be difficult doing the during the season, but we'll try. Uh, Scott Harley, who is from the UK, and uh, big Commanders fan, Jeff, saying, well, commanders are interesting because of just where they are at the minute in that division, and there's so many question marks around it. Why do you think Sam Howell is getting slept on and ranked bottom of all quarterbacks? Is it because he's unknown or the media slash pundits just not look at his college tape? Do you think he will be a serviceable quarterback for Washington? Thank you, coach. Well, Scott, this is this is an interesting question and a really good one. I think one of the things that's happened with, with Howell is you alluded to a little bit in your question right now, the commanders are not, you know, they're, they're not a story. Aaron Rodgers is a story to his health is a story. Obviously, obviously everything that happens with Pat Mahomes and Josh Allen is a story. You know, Herbert signing his new contract is a story, but Sam Howell's just at work doing his job. I'm a Sam Howell fan. I, you know, again, from the time I watched him as a college player, I thought he was a good player. I think he can, you know, this is a this is an organization that's gone through quarterbacks and, you know, like a rotation of quarterbacks. And, uh, you know, I think he has the abilities that you look for. He has enough arm. He's very competitive. He can move around a little bit. He's got great leadership skills. I think Sam Howell is one of the, you're talking about being slept on. If, if you can, in fact, sleep on a quarterback, he is one that's going under the, you know, under the wire, under the radar. But do not be surprised if he doesn't have a good year. Now, how much they have around him? Do they have enough around him? Are they going to be good enough in the offensive line to protect him and run the ball? And, you know, Terry McLaurin obviously is one of the elite players in the league. Um, but again, this is a this is a Redskin or a sheeting. This is a commander's team that I think is just kind of laying in the weeds because everybody in that division is talking about Philadelphia, rightly so. The Cowboys always get all the publicity. The Giants have had a good offseason. There's a new sheriff in town with commanders, new ownership. You know, you see the difference in the uh, the attendance at, at their training camp practices. I think it's I think everything's a positive right now where the commanders are. And now it's just a question we got to see it on the field. It's got to translate on the field. Here's what was interesting to me, and and I'd love to hear Scott's take on this as a Commanders fan. There is a petition going around right now, and thirty there are over thirty five thousand signatures on the petition to change the name back 
to the Redskins. And it was very interesting that Ron Rivera actually was quoted as saying that they use the Redskins name around here is what he said. And, and he said in very, in, in deferential terms to the native American populace, but that was really kind of a shocker to me. And I think that, um, there is a real, real deep feeling amongst Washington football fans that the history of that club, the history of, you know, you go back to, you know, geez, now you go back to the sixties and, you know, the, the Washington football club has got a rich, rich tradition. They've won Super Bowls, you know, you, the Hogs, John Riggins, you know, Sonny Jurgensen. I, I mean, even you can go all the way through the Fun Bunch, and, and, you know, Joe Gibbs, and you know, Joe Theismann. And I mean, it's just, it's, it's a really, really historic franchise. And I think that franchise is kind of getting back on its feet again after the, you know, being ravaged by the Dan Snyder regime. And you know, I'm, I'm pulling for them. I'm, I really am pulling for them. And I like Ron Rivera very much. And to get back to Sam Howell, I think Sam Howell is an underrated guy. But right now, I think that's probably right where Ron Rivera wants people to be in terms of their expectations for the commanders for this season. I mean, you mentioned Terry McLaurin there a minute ago. Like he, he's talked about the relationship development between him and Lyle and the fact that they've worked out both in the offseason and now in training camp. And that can only be a good thing for commanders fancy and that chemistry grow. Uh, the, the name is a whole different kettle of fish. I don't know. I, I don't feel like I'm best qualified to, you know, I need to read up a bit more, but I don't think I'm best qualified to state my opinion on it. And um, I liked when I wasn't getting confused about the name of the team. That would be one thing I would say. That for fa- I mean, look, Washington need a new stadium. Like that, there, there's a starting point. They need to find an identity again, but in the short term, in terms of what they can do in the field this season, they're in a conference, which I'm, I feel like I'm saying this every podcast, but they're in a conference, which isn't as good as the AFC. By a country mile, it's not as good as the AFC. They have a chance. Of course they have a chance. If they can defeat the Giants home and away in the NFC East and have a bit of a run, they have as much of a chance as anybody else in that conference of at least making a wild card. You know, we seen last year, I think it was the Thursday night game or the Sunday night game, they played the Giants. I felt like they were shafted at the end of that game. They, you know, certain flags were called. You know, they aren't as far off as people say they are. So if, you know, they can get it right from the first go at the start with their quarterback situation, they definitely have a chance. One team that we haven't talked about, Jeff, really, um, in our last podcast a few days ago, it's a team that obviously is, is, is high up on the agenda, especially when it comes to defense and if the offense clicks, you know, we know how good they are. It's Tua and the Miami Dolphins, a guy that follows you, Richard Moorcroft. What do you think Tua's likelihood of avoiding cushions this year is, Jeff? Do you think, or sorry, do you reckon you can train yourself to fall, to fall better, strengthen neck muscles, etc.? I fear it's a matter, of, a matter of time before Miami have to put Mike White in. And I feel, I remember, Jeff, we had this conversation, was it last week? You know, I don't, I don't believe Mike White is at the standard to replace two, and I think that's going to be the downfall if it hopefully doesn't come to that film. You know, let's let's talk about about two at first. You know, he has done, I think, about as much as you can do in an off season to get himself ready to play. Now, 
some of the things that he has, you know, you talk about, he, he, he had went and studied jujitsu to help him learn how to fall, right? He went and just like you would go to a throwing coach to improve your throwing mechanics, right? How to protect yourself. You know, that's important. Strengthening your neck muscles. That's important. That's your head stability and your neck stability and your shoulder stability is all. You look at him now, and some of this is natural growth from college kid to NFL man, but you look at him now, and he's much thicker than he was when he came into the league. You know, that body armor that he's put on is going to help him. The thing I worry about is when you know his history, and you all the way through his high school and college history, He's been a guy that's been nicked an awful lot of time. He's lost and missed an awful lot of games. Now, there's no question that there's a huge drop-off when you talk about from Tua to White. I mean, there's no question. But how much of a drop-off did we see last year when it was Teddy Bridgewater and, you know, I mean, that team was good enough to go deeper into the playoffs than it certainly did. This is a team that if Tua can stay healthy, I think can win that division. Or be, you know, it'll, they'll be knocking on the door in November and December when the games really start to get big. If he stays healthy, if he doesn't stay healthy, you know, it, it's the same thing for everybody. What is Aaron Rod What are the Jets going to be if Aaron Rodgers gets hurt? What's Josh Allen? You know, what does he mean to the to, to the Bills or or Mac Jones to the Patriots. It's every, it's every team in football. You you, know, you lose your quarterback. It's a tough, tough grind. We're down to our third, right? And so we're a 500 football team because we're down to our third quarterback. It's just the way it is. So I think Tua has done as much as he can do, and they've certainly got to try and protect him as best they can. And he's got to understand he can't take hits. He's got to get the ball out of his hands. And hopeful, you know, I'm hoping for the best. I'm hoping for the best for the Dolphins. I'm hoping for the best for Tua. And I'm hoping for the best for all of us as football fans because he is, when he's healthy, a very accurate, a very, very good court, young quarterback in charge of a really, really fast and dynamic offense. Hopefully, Tua can just get to that point where he gets through the season and doesn't get injured and more importantly he just doesn't get concussed I don't think anybody in the league regardless of who's word wants to see that happen because on his day he is phenomenal we've seen like that Ravens game last year that offense is so exciting to watch so I, I hope I think any fan would hope that we have that opportunity this year to see the Dolphins not just on the offense but with Banjo on their defense well I know they've had the problem with Ramsey and the injury but they're still going to get there is, did Eli Apple come in as well to try and cover that so yeah, I'm not sure that'd be interesting. I'm I'm not a big Eli Apple fan because I think it's just good enough to get you beat in a lot of cases. But I think Vic will protect him. Like Fangio's really a good defensive coach, and you know you look at them last year and they were a team that it, they had to blitz you to stop you, and you know that has a shelf life. And certainly it's they you know you're living on the edge constantly. I think Fangio will do a great job of making that defense not so blitz reliant. And, and again, that's going to be a big key. You talked about Ramsey's injury. He's got to get back. But they've got speed at every level of that football team. And, you know, again, how the, the key to me with the Dolphins is going to be, you know, up front. How are they going to handle, you know, the 
good pass rushers in that division because the you know that division's loaded with good pass rushers. New England plays good defense. Buffalo's got Vaughn Miller coming back, and they've invested in their defensive line. Quinn and Williams, a big, you know, one of the better inside pass rushers in football in New York. So I think it's going to be really an interesting the East. The AFC East is going to be a fascinating division to study. Last one is from Joey Jojo Jr. Shabarib, who I think is from Ireland. Joey Jojo, thank you for your message. Are the Packers' defense going to be more aggressive than fair down this season? Soft coverage called way too often by Joe Barry last season. Jair in camp already talking about being more aggressive. I guess, Jeff, first off there, you know, will we see the Packers' defense on the field more this season? Or are we fully on the, the love bandwagon right now? You know, Michael, it's interesting with the Packers. I think Packers are going to be one of the, again, one of the fun teams to watch early in because, you know, it's amazing when you think about it. What has it been, 20 years or almost 30 years that they've had three quarterbacks in Green Bay? And, I mean, you know, that's that's unbelievable. And so, you know, some teams go through that many in, in a half a season. I think what's really going to be interesting to see is when Love is given the keys to the car, how much are they going to let him drive? Now, when when you have a transcendent superstar like Aaron Rodgers leave an organization, there's a void that's created. But there's also a tremendous amount of opportunity for others to fill that void. We talk about Jordan Love, but it's beyond him. It's as a play caller, does this give Matt LaFleur more flexibility to put his true stamp on the offense? Because the reality of it is when Rodgers was there, it was always going to be his show. Now you've got a young quarterback. You can mold that offense into what you want it to be. They've got good young players there, right? They've got good young players in Green Bay. Defensively, and to JoJo's question, the big thing, they're talented enough. You look at that roster on defense, particularly in that division. They're talented enough to win that division. But I think what happened to the Packers' defense is you you, you sometimes can be overshadowed by the other side of the ball, and you know it you it, 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 it don't develop that identity that all great defenses have, right? Because oh, you're the you're the defense in Green Bay, right? Well, this is now their opportunity to become the reason that they win in Green Bay, and being more aggressive. And you know, um, there's a difference between winning the game and trying not to lose the game, right? And so I think that's the frustration that a lot of Packer fans and JoJo feel about you know playing a lot of zone on second down and not being aggressive in, you know, in the run game and blitz run blitzes and all that stuff, you know, we'll see, it's going to be a, it's going to be a fascinating watch, but I think this is an opportunity for the Packers defense to develop an identity and become a reason why the Packers win football games in the past. It was just, Hey, let the offense win it. Defense don't screw it up. Special teams don't screw it up. And let Aaron learn. Let Aaron win the game. Now I think it's going to be in Green Bay. If they are able to win, it's going to be 
the offense is going to do it, the defense is going to do it, and the special teams are going to have to have a part in it too. Absolutely. Folks, a massive thanks to everybody for bringing your bringing your thoughts, your comments. And Jeff, should we do this once a week during this next month? Do you think that's a good idea? Absolutely. I, I love these. And again, you know, it's it's too bad we can't answer all of them that we get on the show, but we just don't have time. I will try and get to all of them. If you if you ask me one on Twitter, I'll get back to you on Twitter about it. And, you know, again, make sure that you include where you're from so that we can give you a little shout out. Again, we love to hear your fans from all over the globe who listen to the show and watch the show uh, every week. And you are the reason that we do this. So until next week, Michael, we'll have we'll take questions again next week. We have a game against Montreal, huge game. Tonight, Jeb, because, Montreal, because this, right? this is going out. This is going out on Saturday, so you're playing Montreal tonight. You're fleeing forward or fleeing free. It's a big game for you lads tonight. Huge, because again, in the East, again, that we consider them four-point games. Two you get for the win, two they can't get, and then this one would put us in second place and uh, give us an opportunity to win the season series against them. So uh, it's, a, it's a massive game. It'd be a great crowd, a great atmosphere. Make sure if you go to cbssports.com, you can follow it or stream it live on cfl.ca. CFL Plus for everybody in Ireland, the UK, Europe. Thanks for listening, folks. Jeff Mahalo, I will see you soon. We'll be recording always. Yeah, see you soon. All right. Aloha. Bye.